This is Clive DeCarl, and I'm here with Sandy Adams, who has something very, very important uh, to explain that really the entire population need, needs to understand. So over to you, Sandy. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Clive. And thanks for having me on. Um, yes, this came up really uh, about 10 days ago for me. I mean, I, I no one really knows it's there, but it's a, it's a consultation uh, on the draft legislation to support identity veri verification. Now, that's very long. But what it means is that um, in, in 2017, uh, the the Digital Economies Act was put into into um, in, into legislation um, as a primary legislation. And what happened is that they said in that primary legislation that at some point they would have a very short consultation period before it became secondary legislation. And that has happened, but no one knows it's there because basically by Christmas, if we don't have our say about this document, which I have here, it's very long, um, and no one knows it's there, so nobody knows to fill it in. It's the usual thing. And while we've been looking at all things like, you know, 15-minute cities and all the other stuff that's being thrown at us, we have, uh, we've overlooked this. And um, uh, someone pointed it out to me. I've sort of put it out there, and I realised that actually no one knows about it. And it's only really since putting it out, we've all been putting it out this week, um, that people have picked up on it and there's you know now there's a bit a bit more traction on it and 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 doing something to stop it I mean I've, I've just done an AVAS uh, which I will have to send you tomorrow because it's not quite complete but it's it's just to 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 try and stop this at the consultation phase because if we're not careful by December we will be um, actually underneath uh, the legislation for digital ID coming in, which will then pave the way for central banking digital systems and the, the, the data harvesting that goes on, you know, that goes on with that. Um, and it's 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 a really difficult thing for people to get their head around. And so many people have said to me, I had no idea that it was this important because, um, you know, even, you know, even people I've had interviews with this week have said, I didn't know this was happening and it sounds horrendous um, because we've only got till um, the 1st of March to fill this in. And I'll, although people say, well, it doesn't matter whether you fill it in or not, they'll still do it anyway. Um, you can actually, uh, you know, put up some resistance to it and they will think again, the government will think again about whether it's a good idea because none of it has really had a decent digital um, risk assessment about privacy and um, you know various and in this consultation you're asked if you know, there's, there's 12 questions to ask and some of them are, are these are multiple choice questions and it's all quite confusing you have to read it very very carefully and answer it very very carefully and they say in there well there might be some people who could be as adversely affected by this who do you think those people are are there certain areas you know sections of society and if you can say yes i think you know i i think that um for instance you know the the elderly would be adversely affected because they don't have the technology all those sort of things but you can also say that you know it's open to cyber attack identity fraud um you know banking fraud 
all sorts of things would make it detrimental to have all your data in one place. And that's what they want. They want all your data in one place so that they can then sell it on to third party stakeholders. So the, in this document, they, they, they say, oh, it'll only be shared with the cabinet office. Your data will only be shared uh, with the cabinet office. Your digital ID will only be shared with the cabinet office, with the with DEFRA and DBS, you know, the um, screening service. But actually what they're failing to say is there's multiple stakeholders that are underpinning all this economy, this digital economy that they're trying to create. And your data will be sold on to third party stakeholders and you don't know who they are. You don't know, you know, you, you don't know what they'll do with your data. And they'll also sell it on to insurance companies, your health data. So you won't be able to access certain you know, insurances all this sort of thing, you know, if, you, if you're in the health system, they will be selling on your health data. And this is really important that um, once they've done that, they, they can use that against you, as we know. And this really is big brother becomes big data. And, you know, it's all about permissions and compliance, because in the end, if you if you if the, if if this goes full circle, which which is the intention of the World Economic Forum, the government, the United Nations, is for everybody to, to have a digital ID with all their data in one place so they can actually sell it on to third party stakeholders, trade, literally trade your data. If data is the new gold. Trade your data on the open markets at any price. And this is how the new economy will work, the circular economy they're creating. It's going to be data and carbon credits. And this is the problem is that they, they're trying to phase out money and create this new economy. This and it, the very fact they call it the Digital Economies Act, you realize that they're actually changing the economy to be a digital um, instrument, if you if you like. The, you know, the, the, your, your data becomes a digital uh, a financial instrument. And this is the problem. Um, you know, and while we need to address the issues of privacy, um, the only way we could actually fight this is is on the the with with our current legislation is on the harms that it will do us. You know, you we may not be able to say, well, you'll be well, you can say you'll be you know selling our data on to other third parties, and they they've got all the impact investors waiting to pick up those non fungible tokens on the blockchain of our data. And that's how it will be traded. It's it's kind of this weird economy of NFTs on, on the blockchain. And, you know, this has all been checked out. I mean, I, I did go on GB News this week and I gave all the information to Neil Oliver. He has to get it checked by his lawyers. And they said, yeah, you're absolutely right. So that that's how I managed to get on. But so this isn't this isn't conspiracy. This is actually happening. And I feel that we've really got to really oppose this as best we can because at the end of the day the real elephant in the room is the acceleration of the pernicious artificial intelligence that's coming in you know facial recognition biometrics that will commodify commodify the human being and you know and it's a, it's kind of you know this whole thing of trading our our, our data is is really holding up the stakeholder capitalism that they're trying to create so that's it, really. I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm just really um, trying to <clears throat> get over to people that th this this thing, this 
this you know this questionnaire it's not a questionnaire it's it's kind of a it's 32 pages long for a start nobody knows it's there and it's got 12 quite loaded questions and um and the di the digital id is not beneficial none of this is beneficial to the to the human they'll say oh it's for your safety or it's for for your greater good but actually there's nothing about it that's that's good for us you know having your data in one place isn't a good idea because that's why they've always said oh you must have um you must have uh, different passwords for for you know for all your all your stuff that you go into your computer your banking details whatever everything is a different password but they're saying oh no just put it all here and the trouble is that when they bring the cbdc's in this central banking digital system um, it's a whole different transaction that that goes that happens when you when you bring all this when you when you when you make transactions, for instance. So when when you make a, a cash transaction, it's just between you and the seller, and it's totally anonymous. Nobody knows who, where it, where the money comes from, where it goes. It's it's you know it's personal, and then you know then you've got the transactions between you and the credit card, um, and. The, what happens then it's a transaction between you and the bank um and the the seller gets their money at the end of the day so you don't have to you don't have to you know it's it's quite private still but when you've got cbdc's when they get rid of the banks which they will all the banks are going and they will crash um they 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 will say right well we've got the central banking digital system so you just you deal with that um, and so what you do is you have to, um, you have to just literally the transaction is between you and the central banks. So in order to access that, you have to have your digital ID and it's authenticated by your facial recognition. And then they know everything about you because they've got all your data in one place. And so they can do whatever they like with that data. And it's, it, I mean, it's a bit, it's a bit awful really because you most people don't understand this that that actually the biometric the 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 data is what they really want they they want that the digital id is a means to get the data to, to trade it and to know everything about you and take permissions away if you haven't if you have run out of carbon credits if you've eaten the wrong things or if for instance you know you've bought the wrong things for your health or if you've done something to upset um, the powers that be, like you know the stuff that we do, um, you could actually then get sanctioned, and it's you don't have access to goods and services by your facial recognition. And obviously, as we know, the supermarkets are putting these biometrics in now, and that's a bit of a concern because all the human tills are going, and you've got these awful self-service tills. Well, if you look up when you're at a self-service till, you'll see the facial recognition cameras, and they're taking your facial recognition all the time, and 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 they know who you are through your through your card transactions. They link up your face with your card. They know who you are. And this is going to get kind of a little bit worse because I've been speaking to my friend in Montana. He's a he's a, a, an amazing guy. He worked in Silicon Valley for 24 years. His name's Aman Jabi. Do look him up. A-M-A-N Jabi, J-A-B-B-I. 
and he has been working, he worked in Silicon Valley for 24 years, developing this technology. And he's, you know, he developed uh, facial recognition, uh, surveillance cameras, biometrics, the, the phones in your camera. And he suddenly woke up and realized where this was going. And he left it, he left it all behind. And he's become someone who uh, is now whistleblowing on what, what the biometrics, what they've got in store for us. And he says that, you know, the supermarkets will get more and more biometrically, uh, you know, sort of, you know, aware, if you like. And what they'll do soon is everything will be behind, because he developed the, the, the biometrics for supermarkets. The, the supermarkets will have these these doors with the goods behind them, glass doors, which will only open with your digital ID, with your facial recognition. So you'll be barred from uh, that door won't open if 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 you haven't got the right amount of you know carbon credits or social credits. So it's very much like the Chinese social credit system. So or this digital ID is is not good for us. And I just wanted to put that out there and that, you know, if you if you can go online, it's the consultation on draft legislation to support identity verification. And um, I'm just telling everyone so that they can actually fill it in because otherwise people don't know. That's it, really. <laughs> well, it, it couldn't be more important. You know, the, yeah. this, this is the major lever of control. Mm. Along with other ones like war or, or whatever that they can, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they are doing it. I mean, they've told everybody, and it's clear that what's going to happen is uh, they will, as you say, create some some crisis and say, "Here's the answer." And to make it wonderful, we're going to give you all ten thousand dollars, twenty thousand pounds, whatever it is, uh, free to kickstart the economy, and everybody will run for it and. Uh, so yeah, getting people to understand that this this is the end, the end of freedom. If if it, if that this goes through, yeah, I mean, I I've been in touch with a lot of people who who believe that this this document is actually um, it's it's kind of illegal in a way. They haven't given us enough consultation period, and they haven't. Um, they, I don't think it's been fully risk assessed. The the whole digital ID thing, and they're trying it on again. They try it on all the time. And this is this is something that's so important. People should have been given, uh, should have been alerted to it for a start. I mean, when when you have to fill in a census, it's on breakfast television, and you get a hard copy through your door. Um, but this is just online, and no, nothing was said about it. It was put out straight after Christmas, after New Year, so nobody was really looking because everybody's just getting into the whole New Year and getting over Christmas and all that stuff, and literally it was from the I think it was the 4th of January they put it out nobody's seen it I've only cottoned onto it in the last 10 and uh, 8 to 10 days I've just been hammering it out to as many people as I can I can because you know it's only till the 1st of March and if that's all we've got we've got to really push the fact that you've got to go online and and be very careful when you're filling it in and if you're in doubt make an opening statement and at every question say refer to my opening statement and i also say this is bad because there's not enough time nobody knows about it it hasn't been advertised and you know it's 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 just you know and and just say that you know you you feel that i mean i think 
because I did a bit of research, I think it was um, Taiwan, because Taiwan managed to get rid of this, they had a consultation period in 2017. Uh, they were trying to push it through in the same way, uh, their government, and the people came, came back and really got a, a lawyer in. And he said, you know, you've got to do it on the cyber attack argument, the, um, you know, the, the fact that certain people will be disadvantaged by this. And also, you know, you've got children here. Children are the biggest users of digital platforms. And they are the ones that are hyper, hyper if you like, hyper vulnerable. And where will their data be going? And who's looking at their stuff? Who's actually harvesting their, you know, their, everything about them? They're, the children are very naive and they'll tell, they'll put anything online. And this is the problem that, you know, this is really, it's looking deep into everybody's personal stuff. And it's really not good. It's not good at all. So you have to argue it on those points, on the points that, that it's it's a digital divide where old older people don't understand it. They may not even go online. They don't know how to use a computer. You've got that. You've got cyber attacks. You've got identity fraud, um, uh, identity theft. Um, and and banking fraud and then you've got the the thing about you know the children who could possibly be vulnerable in all this so that's what that's my advice to people is when you're filling it in take those you know make those points known and the fact that you know it really it we need more time on this and you know it needs to have a proper digital sort of risk assessment of some sort of the privacy but even then I don't think we should have it at all, you know, but it's good to what argue gives, that. What gives the government the right to do any of this? Exactly. Everything they're doing is so unconstitutional. It's all wrong. It's, it's against people. It's tyranny. Absolutely. It's complete tyranny. We're living at the moment in, you know, in this tyrannical system and, you know, we, we, we're, we're like, you know, little hobbits trying to back it, you know, bat it off. And it, it really is difficult. And, you know, if Taiwan can do it, they did it in 2017 and they tried again in 2021 to push this through in Taiwan and they got rid of it again, arguing those very points. So even if it means staving it off, because they won't give up, they want this. They have to have this to bring in the, the digital banking system. And um, once they've got that, then they can then they can really have us in a digital panopticon, a digital prison, and they will be sanctioning us for every single human action, which is what Agenda 21 was and 2030 was all about. It was about the re-engineering of society and that there would be a value and a cost to every human action. That's what they said at the Earth Summit in 1992. And all of this is 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 linked up. They, the, the sustainable development goals have they've been quite open about it they have to bring in a central banking digital system um in order to 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 get everybody uh sustainable i mean it's it's madness yes carbon zero yeah. And, and yeah. when i was at school they told us we were carbon-based organisms so that means well, none of us this is it carbon zero is zero you and and this is what's so ridiculous is that have we been done set down so much that we we don't realize that carbon is good co2 is good or co2 is good um and co2 has got nothing to do with sooty dirty 
um, you know, sort of pollution. It actually makes trees grow and, it, you know, it, it helps us to live. We can't live without trees, you know. And that's another thing that they're doing is they're financializing nature as well. They're, they're bringing things in called natural asset classes where they're, they're actually buying up huge swathes of the countryside and locking it off to us because we're the bad people. We, we're the ones that have ruined the countryside, apparently. And so they're, they're buying up huge swathes of the countryside. And this is big corporations. And they're doing it to offset, would you believe, their carbon, um, you know, their, their carbon uh, emissions or whatever. BA have been buying loads of forest to offset their, their carbon credits and you just think this is crazy this is absolutely mad the whole world's gone absolutely mad and hopefully people what's good is that hopefully people are waking up in that process because there is a bit of a pushback now hopefully do you think there is oh definitely a, a very significant growing pushback and people are also clocking on to the fact that if we're to have a new monarch charles then uh, he has to swear an oath, uh, you know, he, his, his first step at the coronation is to pledge that he is for the people. The, you know, the coronation's got nothing to do with the government, it's all about the people. And um, you mentioned the cabinet office, this year the cabinet office are writing his coronation yes. speech. Yes, I've heard this. It's the, um, the cabinet office and the Department of Digital Culture and Sport. Now, where's the Archbishop of Canterbury in all this? I mean, what? Where did where did the you know the the solemn promise between the monarch and and the creator go? Where did that go? So, you know, the discussion now is to um, when they publish uh, the, deep, the the coronation speech. For us, for us to uh, examine it from the viewpoint of Magna Carta and, and so on. Absolutely. I'm interviewing Justin Walker in a few days. Oh, he's great. He and Will Keat. Will Keat's very good. I mean, if you get the chance to interview Will, I mean, they'd be great together. But Justin has been doing a lot of work on on the constitution and and people think it's all old-fashioned nonsense you know and that you, you know that we shouldn't be worrying about that but actually if we actually lived in a constitution in a proper constitutional monarchy um all of this stuff wouldn't be happening you know we'd we'd have proper rules and and proper laws that that didn't um didn't weren't detrimental to the to the people that's the problem and I feel, you know, yeah, Karen. So for the first time in whatever 70 years, mm. actually we the people have got an opportunity to re-decide what we want our king. If we I mean, I don't want a king, but if most people yeah. do, and if they do, what what they actually want him uh to protect us against, because he's pro-World Economic Forum. But so that's the problem, isn't it? We, yeah. we want to be protected against that. But we we have, if you like, a bit of time. Uh, if you like, for the people to decide what the coronation oath should be. Yeah. So will will we get? I mean, I don't know because I haven't spoken to Justin about this. Will we get a chance to read that coronation oath and then have our say on it? Because if we don't have a say on, you know, will they actually publish it? You know, you never know. Uh, uh, this is what um, is being worked on currently. Uh, as soon as it's released, uh, what steps will be taken and and um, yeah, I've 
talk to Justin about this a bit, but I'm I'm not in a position to no. uh, to know enough in detail to to be fluent on it. But in the next few days, um, mm -hmm. uh, he's going to uh, elucidate on the on the whole thing. Great. No, that's really good. I mean, I think it, it's it's difficult, isn't it? Because he's so in bed with the World Economic Forum, um, Charles, and he's you know he's completely. Um, it's almost as though he's you know he's making an oath to them. You know, he's you know if, if they're if they're well, we'll see what the oath says. But you know, if if, if it's not, if 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 he's in bed with the World Economic Forum, he's not working for the people. Definitely. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. and we're sort of re-employing him for the job soon. Yeah. Yes, we'll have to interview him. <laughs> Say, <laughs> you know, why are you with this with, with this bunch of crooks, basically, who want to literally take every resource on the planet? And yeah. Well, obviously, he's had lots of good advice from his good friends like Jimmy Savile over the years. So. Oh, don't yes, there's that as well. There's that as well. Yeah. And Mountbatten, <laughs> of course, was one of his tutors, so to speak. Well, and we know all yeah. about Mountbatten, don't we? <laughs> but it's coincidence, and we're just uh, yeah, being yeah horrible. <laughs> he, love, he loves plants. Hmm? He loves plants. So he loves he, plants he, and talks his to Mum loved corgis, what could be? Yeah, exactly. And we know we know really that, you know, it's that, that they're far more powerful than we are uh you know they're, they're you know they're cuddly you know the queen was this mumsy person you know actually she's the wealthiest woman in the world she's she owns everything and actually Aman jo I mean I've got very confused about the crown corporation and the crown because are they the same thing because um I mean people probably watching this will know more than I do about it but I was speaking to a friend in America who said um you know the whole of America is owned by the Crown Corporation. And the I was really London. That's the city of London. The Queen has to ask permission yeah, it's, to it's, yeah, them in. London. Yeah, it's the city of London owns the Crown Corporation, uh, owns the, the whole of America. So it's the Crown, that is the Crown Corporation, isn't it, the city of London? Um, I, I get very confused as to what, it, where, where the Queen ends and the city of London starts, yeah. On one level, it's a continuation of the East India Company. And... It is, and that was very, very toxic, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's, you know, and it's the thing is that what I see, it's almost like this huge spiritual awakening of 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 the, the, the old systems literally being revealed for what they are and breaking down. You know, I'm very optimistic about all of this. I know I, I do tend to go in and dig very deep into what they're doing, but ultimately, I'm actually a very positive, you know, I've got a very positive, because they make so many mistakes, and they're making mistakes all the time. I mean, from the beginning, the, the millenni Millennium Development Goals were before the Sustainable Development Goals, and they failed. And, you know, they've, 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 there's loads of thing they're things they're failing on. The, you know, the, the electric cars are failing. Um, loads and loads of things are failing. They, they failed to get... Uh, vaccine passports in so they they've gone for this the go straight for the digital id you know there's lots of things that they can't do um and it, if we push back enough i think we'll be fine we just need to be strong and use that sacred protection word which is no just say no 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 we're not having it you know and just keep going and just keep niggling them and being really annoying and that's what i do <laughs>
Well, the good thing is that all the answers to the world, every problem in the world, the answers were worked out decades ago. So there's mm. no shortage of answers, but the people have no idea because, of course, the press are never going to talk about it. Not yeah, really. yeah. Um, yeah it, it, I mean, it, I feel that it's at some point there's going to be a tipping point where it will actually penetrate into the mainstream because I believe I, I mean I'm very optimistic I do believe there are good people in in mainstream media who are keeping quiet and they shouldn't do and when it gets to the point where they think actually I can't keep quiet anymore maybe that then there'll be a tipping point I don't know what do you feel uh well I'm also optimistic it comes in waves but at the moment I'm in, in a very optimistic phase um, I'm not sure that there are that many people uh, who have the power within media, even if they want to somehow come now come out and be honest. Well, I don't think they'll get past the editors. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, there has been a lot of um, a lot of revealing of the of, of what's happened with um, the, the vaccine injuries. Um, I said, well, on, on on I suppose GB News isn't mainstream, is it? Because they were covering that quite quite heavily, but I I don't know that it's creeping into the into into the newspapers every now and then, but then it's only the Daily Mail and the Mirror, isn't it? <laughs> so, I, I don't read newspapers, so yeah. so I, I don't know. But yeah. I mean, clearly people are waking up. You know, the, the injured are, you know, yeah, very uh, vocal. Yeah, most people now know somebody. Mm. I, I think. Um, mm. So the crucial thing now is to get the information out about if somebody has been uh, jabbed, how to, so to speak, unjab them. And this is one of the things I'm working on at the moment. That's brilliant, yeah. Quite a few videos about it. Because mm. there are ways to undo most things. And, you know, we, we could uh, talk at another time about about that. Yeah, that, that would be great. Because, I, I mean, I did get some nasty bug because my daughter works in a hospital. She's a midwife. And she was living with me at the time um, when, you know, that, that there was this huge hype about COVID. And she she got something and I got something that I'd never had before. Totally debilitating. Whatever it was, it was horrible. And I, I've, I've been taking um, all, all sorts. I mean, I'm certainly taking lots of vitamin D, vitamin C. Um, I'm taking um, NAC and all. Um, what's the other thing? Methylene blue as well. I think that, do you have methylene? Ah, there you are. You're drinking blue water too. Yeah, and I find that that's really made a difference. You know, my energy levels are back up again. Um, and chlorine dioxide, do you use chlorine dioxide? Oh, you've muted. It's my emergency go-to. Yeah, it's, yeah, okay. Um, it's not something I, I use often, but I've done a lot of interviews over the years about it. But when I was getting, you know, there's a period where I was getting death threats and stuff like that. It was when oh. I was talking publicly about about MS, CDS, chlorine oh. dioxide. That, that yeah. I had people with placards outside my talks saying, you know, this man is giving bleach to children. Uh, oh my goodness! And, yeah. uh, my talks cancelled. Uh, bomb threats. You know, the, sorry, the building's got to be evacuated. There's a bomb threat. You know. That kind of stuff. Gosh, that's extraordinary. I didn't realise that. That's awful. Mm. I was, uh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I don't do. I don't 
or as much as much as I used to. Good. Well, you know, it's it's it, you're you're doing great great work because you you know you you can help reverse you know this awful damage because you know people that are suffering and have or have had the va- the, the the vaccine and they're suddenly it's not a vaccine, is it? Whatever mm-hmm. you did with the jab, um, they they you know they I I was talking to someone today that said you know I feel terrible because I've got family members. And, you know, one of my family, you know, a lot of my family are jabbed and I don't want them to die. You know, is there any antidote? And I did say, go to your website. Um, um, But I said, you know, this is what I take, you know, to try and, you know, sort of because even if you've had you've been infected with whatever it is, there's a there's an element of something that lingers. I don't know what it is. Maybe I mean, I don't know whether you can get the spike protein from getting whatever you know because I was it was a very debilitating sort of horrible flu that lasted for six weeks and you know it was horrible so and I feel much better now for taking the supplements so yeah I think you know you're you're doing a grand job in keeping people healthy yeah um yeah well, you know it takes effort you know I'm I've got seven capsules on my desk right now and I've been are they? Are following they? them for a time now uh, I, uh, these these are actually uh, I've got uh, six magnesium here. I miscounted six uh, because if people get stressed, magnesium is the big one that they need. Yeah, and I know if I take magnesium, I f- I feel calm and relaxed and all that stuff. And if I don't, I I might get a bit anxious. Yeah. Uh, then you can't think so straight. Yeah. But for some people, it's yeah. suicidal thoughts that, that yeah. magnesium would bring, or it's heart, heart problems, myocarditis, mm. could be constipation, could be muscle cramps, period pains, migraines, headaches, epilepsy. Mm. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm taking six, actually, right now. Six. <laughs> so what, mili- what, mili- what dosage is that? Okay, now, um, I, I'm strong, if you like. So yeah. I, I, I can take 10 and I'm fine. Some people take more than one at a time and they're in the bathroom with diarrhoea. So oh, right. people start slow. Yeah. One or, or perhaps two at a time. Yeah. They're only feeling braver. Try, you know, I've just tried more and more. I find I'm fine. That may be because I'm low on it. Yeah. And so... <clears throat> If you're low on it, you get the symptoms that I mentioned. You know, could, could be worry, could be panic attacks, you know, all sorts of things like yes, that. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, it makes a huge difference to me. And most people notice the difference in a day. Mm. Uh, I mean, which is crazy. How many things do you notice the difference? My favorite example of this was a friend of mine. Uh, well, um, have you come across Crow? Crow 777. Oh, I've heard of Crow. So, yeah, I've heard of Crow. I don't fabulous. Know. Uh, podcast he does yeah. anyway um i'd sent him some magnesium and some vitamin c in advance of doing a show with him and mm. the show explains that his sister had trigger finger where she couldn't straighten her finger oh. been, like, been on that for ages and she just had an operation and she was recovering etc anyway he said do you know what, what i've got the same thing uh, so i said look if you've got trigger finger i've sent you the magnesium and the vitamin c Go and get it now. 
take it. He does it. One hour later, live on air, his finger straightens. Oh, my gosh. That's extraordinary. I sell a magnesium blend. We sold out for four months. Wow. (laughs) Well done. Yeah, yeah. And, well, I'll, I'll be I'll be getting some magnesium from you, I think, I, because I I ran out. I did go and buy buy some, but I, I'm not sure of the um, the uh, the dosage and stuff. So I think you know that helped actually because I you know I nearly didn't do this because I had the worst migraine I've ever had. You know, just before um, you know we went on, but um, I slept. I drank loads of water and I took some. Uh, I took some vitamin D, vitamin C, um, and I and and magnesium, and I feel so much better. I I yeah, slept, and yeah, but I I will be looking at your website and getting your stuff because I know that yours is clean and good. <laughs> well, yeah, it's also the right stuff in as much as yeah. if you go to you know the average sort of high street shop, yeah, you know, yeah. like the big chain that sells yeah, health yeah, health yeah, rubbish or yeah. claim to. Um, they will send you the wrong type. It'll yeah. be right at the front on, on the count, you know, yeah. a, a big thing with magnesium written all over it. But I can almost guarantee it'll be the type that probably won't work. It'll give you diarrhea, all right, but mm. it's not going to give you a lot of magnesium. So, I, you know, I, I I sell a couple of different types of magnesium, but the main one, the one that I take, these the capsules, are like four different types, and each one has a different function. Mm. Um, and uh, it's it, people really like it because it it won't works. And the thing is, that how much do you take? So you start slow. You know, for a normal sized person, probably four a day m- might be perfect. Yeah. Some people have less. Some people have more. But some people, if they've got the symptoms I mentioned, they literally might need twelve in a day. Oh right. Two days a day. Yeah. Two days, three days, just to boost their levels up um, and and fix whatever issues they might have. I mean, yeah. I have arthritis, thank you know. 30, 38 years ago, I got arthritis so badly I could no longer walk. I couldn't oh, get depressed anymore. Yeah. yeah, I took an antibiotic. That was what caused it. Anyway, yeah. I was in hospital for weeks. They couldn't cure me. And I, I, I read books and I realized I was low on magnesium and a couple of things. So I had rheumatoid arthritis so bad that I couldn't get dressed anymore. It was just all knobbly, nasty stuff. And I took enough magnesium and all the calcifications, which arthritis partially is, all mm. dissolved because magnesium dissolves calcium. And I've not had a, any joint issues in seven years now. God, that's fantastic, isn't it? And why doesn't everyone know this? You know, this is, yeah, they don't want us to know, do they? Because no, the fact I mean, doctors are deliberately yeah. not taught about magnesium. Mm. You know, almost no GP has ever learned more than five seconds on magnesium. They don't know, because if they did, all those orthopedic surgeons would be out of a job. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? crazy it's insane crazy. and psychopathically yeah. insane, but we can do something about it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it's, it's yeah, it is just a symptom of the world that we're living in, where it's all about money, 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 isn't it? It's all about... Um, you know, the pharmaceutical companies making loads of money, the banks making loads of money, the energy companies making loads of money. It's, you know, and we're we're just stuck in the middle of it, you know, and it will change. I I just feel that there's, you know, there's this whole world out there that's being created now because of 
or, or you know, because of what's happened, the the plan is being revealed for the first time in I think hundreds of years, isn't it? So you know, we're we're getting there, bit by bit, and day by day. We just, I mean, I I tend to just take every day as a gift and and try and um and try and and, and not think about the future in a way. Just just chip away, just chip away, and and take every day. And if you come across something that is really awful make a big noise about it you know and and that's what i've been doing for a long time